Circuit Cast with your host, Mark Amory. Kia ora koutou, welcome to Circuit Cast. Trudy Lane is a New Zealand artist, curator and digital media designer who has an ecological and social focus with her work. And in her practice, she uh, likes to create inspiring models for different cultures of knowledge to come together. And Trudy's sunroom is currently on in Dunedin, where she's extended sunlight hours during the winter, beaming the sun in from telescopes live with close-up feeds of the sun in the afternoon and evening into a vacant retail space. On the line from Dunedin at the sunroom, it is Trudy Lane. Kia ora, Trudy. Kia ora. Is it sunny there? Well, it is in our room. <laughs> <laughs> not so sunny outside. It actually, the sun has just gone down. Yeah, we got beautiful footage of the sunset, actually. Can you maybe describe the whole installation for listeners? What do people see when they, they come to your space? Yeah, when they come to the space and they see from outside on the street walking past a large, glowing projection of sun. And depending on the time of day, depends which image they'll see. So if they've arrived after, as we open at 3.30, they'll see the Dunedin sun solar scope uh, image being projected. So they'll walk into the space, and it's a heated space, and there's deck chairs and heaters out front of the projection of the sun. And uh, so they can, if there's social space, they can come and hang out and chat. How close to the sun do we see? Oh, well, I mean, it's the solar scopes and the different camera lenses that they use to see different details on the sun. So um, we're using hydrogen alpha um, lenses to capture the image. So it's quite an orange kind of image with detail. Is that as close as you can get? From Earth, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it depends how strong your telescope is as to what, how much detail you can, you can get. Yeah, so let's talk about it a little bit. So you've got a projection from the Dunedin Astronomical Society there up in the middle of town, or Targo House, and then yeah. when the sun sets, you click over to Dresden in Germany. That's right. When the sun sets here, we do a sun exchange with Dresden, and they send us their sun, like an image sun from their solar scope, and we project that. And is that a very different view? It like, yeah, it's more. They've got more powerful scope, so it's a little bit more detailed view and they've got some very nice mountain gear so <laughs> it's very even it's a very consistent view which is quite nice too yeah and when it's cloudy i understand so you project you're projecting images from nasa's solar dynamics observatory which is what an orbit around the earth yes it is an orbit around the earth because it this earth comes in front of it occasionally but otherwise it's out in space so it doesn't have a problem with the clouds I mean, we're generally told not to look at the sun. What does it look like? What sort of information shows up? Well, there's all these bumps that occur on the surface of the Earth, all these, the sun, sorry, and the satellite footage just show it really well, like all these valleys and crests of all this kind of flame-like looking activity, and then all these plasma loops that form on the surface that are, are created by these magnetic loops throw this plasma up and it's those that sometimes break and become coronal mass ejections and that's when we get aurora and things like that on earth because of all of the energy coming towards earth. So how much change do you see when you're, you're actually looking at the image? Well when you're actually looking at the image from a solar scope then you will see a change because of the scale of the sun you'll 
you'll see change in one of these big plasmas going up. Like you'll see every five minutes or so, you'll maybe see a change there. So it's quite slow just because of how huge the sun is. So that's why we're showing this compiled satellite footage because it can show all of this dynamic activity of what's going on on the sun. Do you talk about it as a sun exchange with Dresden and Germany? Was there a particular reason for Germany in terms of the exchange? Well, it was mainly that Mirko Harnish, who's the collaborator with the Dunedin Astronomical Society, he used to be part of the Astro Club Radebull in Dresden, and there was a sort of a natural connection there of relationships. So that was kind of why we decided to go there. We were thinking about doing one that was exact kind of opposite right. point on the Earth and that, and that's something maybe we will look into doing if we do another iteration of it. Awesome. Uh, we've been talking a lot about what we see, but the sun makes noise, I understand. I'm kind of interested in the yeah. sound aspect of this project and what people can hear. Yeah, that's a part I, I also really love. It's helioseismology is, is kind of the geology of the sun, so it looks at how what is happening in the centre of the sun by studying the bumps that occur on the outside, so once the plasma reaches the, the external edges of the sun. So those bumps, they take what they call HMI data, the imaging of the sun, and they use those bumps and they correct for the sphere and they sonify those bumps. In the same way that a speaker pushes out air, the bumps kind of represent sound being created, and so they, they sonify that. So we have this data from a network called Bison, from, which is based in Birmingham University, where they've got 20 years of this data that they've taken, and they've brought that together, sonified it, and then sped it up 100,000 times to bring wow. it into sonic, like audible, our audible hearing range. I got permission from them to use that data in the work, and, and then I handed it off to local sound artists, ah. Connor Boyle and Peter Clement and, and others have taken that and augmented that file and with mm, instruments and different things and made this really beautiful, huge, humming, very resonant audio that goes with the sun. Alistair Galbraith, a work that he did when he was doing work where he was stretching piano wire across buildings and playing them with rosin fingers, with oil on your fingers, and then ah. people would sit in the dark and listen to the building being played. But the work also relates to the Sunroom Project in that it's called Rehua, who is a Māori a Māori deity of the sun, which he has his own story around of learning about Rehua and essentially this symbolising this giving of sunlight and giving of goodness and warmth that was important to him at one time in his life.
And then there's Sally McIntyre, who's done work with VLF, so very low frequency. So that's the recording that you can do of electromagnetic activity coming into the atmosphere, so lightning and aurora. And so she actually went out at 1am in the morning and recorded this aurora storm that happened here in Dunedin recently and uh, has worked that into her work. And there's a phenomena that happens in VLF called Dawn Chorus because of all the little kind of chirps and noises that you get. Ah, yes. um, and she's kind of integrated that with the actual birds doing dawn chorus. So there's, yeah, just some lots of lovely, lovely works by lovely artists and also involved with the project. So that's been a real privilege to oh, have those yeah. guys involved. Great to have so much of the Dunedin Creative community around the work. That sounds fantastic. Hey, so the Sunroom Project, how long have you been thinking about, about this or, or, or doing a work around the sun? I mean, the, the genesis of the project is really with a conversation with a friend called Julian Priest, and uh, he mentioned over dinner at one stage that all energy comes from the sun, and it was this idea that's rolled around in my brain for many years. And, it, I mean, there's caveats to the statement because there's nuclear and geothermal and things like that, but, but there's, um, at, at a basic level, it's all this energy that comes to the surface of the sun just gets transformed, oh, sorry, it comes from the sun to the surface of the earth, just gets transformed in a myriad of ways over time, you know, including the ancient sunshine that fed the Jurassic Forest that became petrol and plastic and everything that surrounds us in those forms yeah. today. I mean, it's a kind of essentially the meditation on this idea of this constant transformation of energy. Like if the sun is the primary source of energy then it, it allows people to think through, well, it did for me anyway, like it changed my worldview in terms of going, oh, you know, like if all the energy is coming from the sun, then and then we're watching it transform all the time all around us, including ourselves. So it just allows you to see the world as this very interconnected entity, like yeah. all of the biology of the Earth evolved for that star, you know, to be attuned to its wavelengths and provides a really interconnected view and that I find just a really interesting and useful way to think about the world and that's why there's a component within the work of inviting in Matauranga Māori and cosmological whakapapa kind of thinking because it also, it, you know, it has that kind of very extended connection with the rest of the world that is also evident through physics. So there's this cultural thinking that I think that um, meditating on sun allows. Uh, in terms of people just pop coming into the space, well, I mean, what sort of conversations are you having around around the sun and the space? It's kind of fun. People come into the space, and you know, it's it's colder outside and it's warm, and so they're immediately relaxing and instead <laughs> <laughs> of the sun, uh, there's a different footage and. Later at night, there's the um, satellite footage, and it's just very slowly rotating, you know, giant ball of fire, basically. And um, people, I do find people kind of just start to mellow out, and then you get into these conversations about, yeah, you know, kind <laughs> 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 existential kind of energy conversations. So, yeah, it's been really quite nice, and you know, people sort of coming up with different fascinations that they've had around, you know, related topics. So is this going to lead to other work, do you think, for you, in terms of the sense, a deeper sense of time and space and thinking of a different worldview? Um, 
Well, I have an ongoing interest in these kinds of areas, previous works uh, with geologic time, so the connection between energy and evolution and ecology over time. So there's kind of an ongoing kind of interest area uh, here. I mean, it does seem like it could be a project that could work in a lot of cold cities. <laughs> it's been quite interesting just how much Davidenites have been like, yes, give me the sun, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my next big project is, is planting the land in Pukurukuru, Miranda, and potentially installing a walk through geologic time. Well, let's let's um, hope you have time to bring the sun to Wellington and... Um other major centres in the future thank you Trudy Lane for talking to us today Um, kia ora and Sunroom is at 23 Princess Street I think in central Dunedin until the 1st of July Circuit Cast is brought to you with the assistance of Creative New Zealand with music by Heat Pump follow Circuit Cast on iTunes for more information see circuit.org dot in